This episode is brought to you by Accenture. A better you starts with better hydration. Accenture is on a mission to inspire people to do what matters most. Their proprietary ionization process transforms water from any source into ionized alkaline water, providing water that's 99.9% pure with a pH of 9.5 or higher. Essentia Overachieving H2O, the number one ionized alkaline water. Shop now. Hi, I'm Katie Henriksen, and you're listening to my podcast, Sound Off. In each episode, I talk to people who make music challenging the status quo. Today's guest is Kasim Nakfi, a drummer and composer based in Brooklyn. He's toured with the likes of Radiohead for his acoustic trio, Dawn of Midi. And as a film score composer, his sounds have been featured on HBO, the Sundance Channel, and at art institutions such as the Guggenheim. He composes for contemporary chamber ensembles like Y Music and for symphony orchestras. He also is an analog synth wizard. I can't wait for you to experience our conversation and some of his music. We'll do just that right after this quick break. The last thing you want to hear when you need your auto insurance most is... Thank you for calling. Please listen to your list of 46 possible service options. Which is why when you choose USAA Auto Insurance, you'll get great service that is easy and reliable. 24-7 online service for claims, access to roadside assistance, and more. All at the touch of a button. Start getting the service you deserve. Get a quote today. Ability to receive a quote depends on membership eligibility. Membership eligibility and product restrictions apply and are subject to change. USAA means United Services Automobile Association and its affiliates, San Antonio, Texas. This episode is brought to you by Smart Food Popcorn. Some decisions aren't the best, like skipping ahead in your favorite podcast. Think of all the banter you'll miss, the lore in the making. Luckily, Smart Food Popcorn is a no-brainer. Deliciously tasty and available in a variety of fun flavors. It's a smart decision. Every time. Smart food. Add smart. To learn more, visit smartfood.com. I guess I got into music in earnest when I was about maybe 11 or 12 years old. I was just in middle school and I heard someone just playing drums in the, in the, I, and I had no relationship to music before that, <clears throat> but I heard someone just playing uh, the uh, drums in this, in this practice room and I was drawn to it. You know, I looked through the window and this kind of young woman in her, in her early 20s was just behind a drum set, just jamming. And I sort of introduced myself and uh, she, it turned out that she was sort of the new middle school band teacher at my high school. And I was just basically like, just com completely like in, in love with her. <laughs> with her. <laughs> I mean, I was in love with the, her 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 abilities as a as, as an artist. So she kind of be, just became a mentor to me, and uh, she taught me how to play the drums, and she got me really kind of passionate about about music.
what drew you in to becoming someone who composes and, and creates sound worlds? It originally came from a place of survival. <laughs> you know, like I, I did my undergrad in, uh, in, in jazz performance. But when I graduated school, that was actually re really hard for me to like make a living as, as a quote unquote kind of jazz musician in New York. And like, I wasn't like the, the A-list, <laughs> the, the drummer to call, you know, so, but I needed to figure out a way to, to earn a living through sound. So eventually I, through a mutual friend, I got this job writing music for a documentary film company as their in-house kind of composer. And this was like during, uh, this was in the early, early 2000s. So like I had to work with musicians. It wasn't I, like, I wasn't creating music all inside a computer. This was a time when like you, you had to hire people to record your music and you know, and I didn't have any notation software or anything like that. So you had to learn how to write everything by hand and revise things very quickly. And uh, so that whole experience was pretty, pretty educational. But at a certain point, I felt like I was had reached an impasse. Like I felt like I needed to kind of learn more about writing for orchestral kind of instruments. So then I yeah, decided to go back to school. And maybe speak to what you like about it. For me, it's writing for chamber groups and orchestras. It's it's it feels kind of connected to the improvised music world because it's like improvised a lot of improvised music. It's uh, classical music is unamplified. Um, acoustic music you know and, and there's a particular kind of way that instruments resonate in that context and I kind of grew up thinking about sound in that way as an improviser so in that sense it kind of felt like a real it felt like a natural progression and also just I guess writing music it's a compared to when I'm just behind the drums improvising uh, playing drums is a it's a more immediate kind of unconscious sort of thing you know but with writing it's it's a slower more deliberate kind of process where you can I can you can kind of slow your thinking down
what drew you to working with analog synths and sound? It kind of goes back again to this point of acoustic unamplified music and that kind of being a big part of my musical DNA. And the modular synthesizer, it just really felt like a, a natural progression forward into that into the world of acoustic music with that type of uh, system with the modular system it, it really feels like you're improvising with another musician and it behaves in this kind of unstable organic way and it there's like a f- fallibility to it i guess which makes it feel like you're you're actually playing with someone and also there's this whole idea of you're basically controlling uh, voltage, you know, you're controlling this kind of energy that moves through a system, you know, and the way in which you attenuate and control these voltages, it leads to music, you know, it like creates a kind of musical result, you know, so you're, it's like you're working with this organism and how you manipulate the energy of that organism leads to sound. Thank you.
you know, before uh, teenagers, I had I had made this record called Chronology, which was it was music that it was all made on a Moog Model D synthesizer, like a actually a broken Model D synthesizer. <laughs> broken. That, yeah, like it was given to me through this kind of clandestine kind of arrangement where it was like someone had basically sold it it was on consignment at a music shop and they were just about to go in and do repairs on it to make it sort of brand you know brand new functioning but i had asked my friend to loan me the synthesizer before they went in for the repairs that kind of got me into working with analog synthesizers in in the first place and the fact that it was this sort of broken kind of unstable thing doing that kind of veered me in the direction of, of modular synthesizers.
when I was younger and I suppose like less known as an artist, I would often have to, like, I, I didn't have as much say or as much input as to what, what I was thinking or what, how I wanted to kind of approach creating something, you know. But I feel like I've developed relationships with people over the years where I'm able to now just kind of run with my ideas, you know, like they'll plant the most basic seed in my mind as to what they're thinking about. And they more or less give me kind of complete, complete freedom, you know. But that was like a really kind of profound f- shift for me uh, in, in terms of like process and, and collaborating with people. How so? I now was given more freedom, whereas in the past I wasn't. When I like was working a lot in documentary film, you know, they would I would be given these temp tracks. We like what this artist is doing. We like this particular section of music in this uh, in this other soundtrack from this film. And then you have to kind of pool all of those things together and, and make sense of it and turn it into some kind of cohesive score. Now I'm able to just like run with my own, with my own ideas.
I'm always fascinated by is how people like are listening to music. Uh-huh. What? How do you listen to music? Do you like? Are you oh, streaming? Are you? Like, <laughs> what do you? What, do, yeah. what is your music uh, intake experience? Well, you know, it's funny. When I was a lot younger, I was I was just listening to a lot of stuff like all the time, and uh, I find that I'm I'm just uh, too focused on on doing these different projects that. Uh, that I don't have enough time to to really sit and and hear what's going going on in the world. Like when I'm not focusing on music, I kind of want to turn that part of my brain off and just like do other. Things. I haven't been as um, sort of voraciously like kind of going out there and like seeking, seeing like what what's out there and what people are doing, and uh, just because just because I haven't had time really. But I think it's really overwhelming. I mean, there's just so the like, and now, yeah, now in it this is age yeah. we yeah. have like we can pull out our phones actually and have access to all sorts of music. I know, like, yeah, everywhere. So how do you even like how do you even kind of creates a brain freeze at some point it does yeah you know like we were you know like we kind of grew up in this we had the eight track in our car you know mm-hmm. and we had the dial-up phone and the dial-up modem and then vinyl and cds and cassettes and uh listening to music uh, based on volume i don't know I can, I can i can only speak for myself but i find it really hard now to like to listen to an album from beginning to end because of streaming and because of the sheer kind of density of stuff that's just being thrown at you all the time, you know, it's like you're, uh, it does something to your brain. Uh.
loved about sound and creating sound? I don't know. I, I think that it's just, it's, we come into this world and we are, are possibly given a few things that are like inherent to us, you know, like things that feel that are, what am I trying to say? Like, I don't want to say like we're given a gift, like a gift or some kind of thing, but you know, for me, it was just sound and, and music. And that was something that for, for whatever reason, it, it came to me kind of comfortably, like learning how to play the drums, developing a relationship with that, developing a relationship with, with writing music some kind of aspect of it felt natural you know like there wasn't a, a lot of a lot of struggle getting to a place where i felt like myself doing those things that's composer and musician kasim nakvi his latest album beta came out this summer on erase tapes records if you'd like more information on him you can visit his website that's kasim nakvi q-a-s-i-m dash n-a qbi.com. I'm Katie Henriksen. You've been listening to my podcast, Sound Off, which explores creativity at the intersection of art, music, and literature, and digs into what that work and the people making it tell us about art and life in the 21st century. Now, if you like details of the music you heard in this episode, head on over to my Substack newsletter. In addition to highlighting the guests and their music, the newsletter also includes handpicked playlists, essays, and extras that don't make it into the podcast. Become a subscriber at soundoff.substack.com. Soundoff is produced solely by me for the Critical Frequency Podcast Network. The music is composed by Matt Bauer. He has a lot of amazing music to check out, so definitely look him up. I hope I've offered you a bit of time to dwell in the music and discover new sounds. I've always found listening to music essential. Until next time, I hope you continue resonating with that great force of music.